It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, guys. Men. Hello. Howdy. <laughs> Who closer? They can hear but me. It's men, okay. a few words. I know, but but if, if my voice is louder than your voice, then I have to go in and separate your voice every time you speak and make it louder. But I'll just talk louder from back here. That sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, this is the first of many Ask a Husband podcasts. They've agreed to do a whole series for us. Um, <laughs> Avery's like, we have not discussed this. <laughs> Patrick's How's literally it- like MIA half the year, but he's like, hey, I know that. <laughs> How's it feel to be here? Good. I haven't been here in a while. Literally, like on the pod, I haven't been, been on the pod in a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. How this about you, Avery? Time, like seeing uh, Avery Patrick's face. That's true. I miss the stash, man. You gotta grow. Yeah, back. I probably in April is when I'll start growing it. Growing That's it back. specific. Why, yeah, why April? Uh, because we start our workups in May, and so okay. we have mustache all the way throughout deployment. So I'll probably start growing it in April. So why not like now? <laughs> he wants it now. <laughs> Oh, you I mean, are the reason. For I, I not just now. want uh, his uh, upkeep. Get down to the root of the problem here. His upkeep isn't as it used to be <laughs> with the stash. He's on vacation. What do you want from the man? So it's a little wild. <laughs> so it just got shaved. Fair. Yeah. It's like every time I kiss him, I'm just like eating his mustache because <laughs> it's like past his front lip. And I'm like, we got to. We gotta yeah. not do that. <laughs> Man, just wait till retirement. <laughs> oh yeah, It'd be a full beard. Yeah, Duck Dynasty Long life. Hair. You have to figure it out. It's yeah, it's gonna be Duck no, Dynasty. No, I'm fine with that. I said like a year. You don't have to touch a clippers. Nothing. But after that, it's all gone away. <laughs> after that, it's back to this where it gets shaved off. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I like him with a beard. I like him with a beard. So I th- yeah, I think guys look so good when they're allowed to have like full facial hair. But of course, yeah. the military's like, nah, mustache is where we're gonna draw the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is well, the professional you... amount of facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever defines that, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, well, thank you guys for texting in your ask a husband questions or calling in. Um, we had so many, so thank you for doing that. Um, instead of doing what in a dang heck moments today, we're just going to jump right in just because we want to fit as many questions and discussions in as possible. So um, just jumping right in here, there was a few questions about how to turn a guy down. So I'll start with this question. I was wondering your thoughts on turning a guy down. Say the situation is fine. You feel safe. And a guy asks you out on a date, but you're not interested. And you already know his personality isn't what you're looking for. 
He's just not your type. Do you go out with him once and turn him down later just because he had the guts to ask? Or is that leading him on? Should you turn him down right away? What is the best way to reject a guy? Uh, I would definitely not recommend going out with him out of pity. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely just leading him on. If you know that you're already going to turn him down after the date, then you're wasting his time and his money uh, going out on that date. And then he's going to think that there's a, a potential for this to continue on when there really isn't. So you're lying to him. You, you had a little bit different. Yeah, my first thought was to go on the date with him. Uh, mostly because I assume that he built up courage. He probably was struggling with maybe, maybe start struggling with confidence to, to ask, you know, the, the girl out. Um, so I think there's something to be said about him working that up and verbalizing that. Uh, I don't know how well this person knew the guy. But maybe going on a date allows the woman to see the guy for more than just in the friend group or however they knew each other before. Because the way the question was framed, it seems like she's very much, uh, I guess, steadfast on, yeah, he's not my type. I don't really, he's not what I'm looking for, all this stuff. So how did she come to that conclusion without going on a date with him? Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah that's fair it really just depends on the situation yeah not a whole lot she's not a whole lot of long time yeah yeah and you were just saying like if he's a normal dude he's probably a bit nervous so i mean my perspective is no matter what you do you have to like make him feel more confident than when he first came to you so like even if you're turning him down build him up as you're turning him down and it's not like you know the compliment sandwich situation where it's like those. you're so great <laughs> I don't want to go on a date with you but you're also a really good guy like <laughs> no that doesn't work but like building up his confidence and like I don't know what specifically just because it like you guys were saying it depends on like how well you know him um but even like I've, I've gone out with guys once that I knew I wasn't interested in, but then set him up with a friend. So yeah, that's um, true. Well, and I guess it helped. You've always been a big like advocate for just going out on a date. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. And like, what can you gain from it? And so I don't know. You've always said that. Obviously, I don't have much dating. Avery nor I have much dating um, <laughs> history, but. Because you can tell like you don't have to go on a date with somebody to know that you wouldn't want to be married to them. If you've known them for a long time and you've seen them in different situations and you've had interactions yeah. with them and they're, you're just not attracted to them. That's fine. I don't think you have to necessarily go on a date. It's a different story. If like you're at a bar or you're, you know, out with a group of friends or something and some guy comes up to you and he maybe doesn't seem as confident as you would mm -hmm. like, that's a different story. True. Um, I was answering it under the assumption that she has known him for a while. Yeah, true. Now, I agree with everything Avery said. Specifically, if the situation is like how Avery painted it, where they've known each other for a while. Um, but I think the woman in this case has to be honest with herself. If she's saying all of these things 
these very definite things in order to not go on the date, then I think she would probably have to reevaluate. Like if she's if she's saying these things as a reason to not go on the date, I think she should probably reevaluate. But I mean, if she's being honest with herself and does know has known this person for a while mm-hmm. and she's able to come to that conclusion, yeah. then sure. Yeah. And like, yeah. let's say you know how he's been in other relationships. I feel like that's a good. Like I've I've not gone out with guys if they asked me out because I knew how they were in past relationships mm-hmm. and what I'm gonna bank on that he's changed in three months. Like probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then to actually like turn him down, just like be honest with him. That's the best thing. But um, tell him that you appreciate his, his uh, gesture. Yeah. The gesture and that you, you're flattered that he is interested in you and all that stuff. Don't just be like, no, I don't like you. And I don't think we'd be a good fit and I'm not attracted to you or, you know, whatever. And also, I don't think like saying like, I think we're better as friends is even a good, like no guy wants to hear that. Yeah, I think it's just like, I'm just not interested, but I'm, you know, I'm honored that you asked me out. And definitely um, don't tell him that you're not looking for a relationship right now, because if the man of your dreams asks you on a date next week, and then the dude sees that you went on a date with somebody the next week, he's like, well, she lied to me. Yeah, don't lie. To Just get be out. honest. True. Okay. Do you think there's any merit in, so let's say the guy asks her out, like we've already established he's not interested. Do you think there's any merit into her of her, I guess more or less complimenting the guy on how he asked uh, and I guess give in a way giving advice to say, hey, I appreciated the way that you asked me. Um I don't know, maybe now's not the right time or whatever. She gives her excuse, but she, she emphasizes you know, the next time you're like, you know, continue to do this because women would appreciate it. Like, is there any merit in that of her kind of? Absolutely. Cause that's confidence. It's like the way you asked me is the way that I want to be asked. Like you did everything right. I'm just simply not interested, but like, keep doing this because the right girl is going to love the exact way you approach approached this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's valuable too to them. Yeah. Right? Because it takes guts to ask someone out and then to know that you did everything right in your court, like, mm-hmm. is really helpful. Mm-hmm. But do we feel like this was answered? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then we got a question on how to make a guy not soft. I've been a Catholic. Well, my we whole decided life. that. We decided that was the name oh, of oh, it. Oh. Should we delete that? <laughs> I'll just keep it. <laughs> don't read the pink part oh I was like well it must have been the headline for the email I gotta read that oops everyone titled their text messages I don't know okay but she used the word soft so keep going just anyways I've I'm reading this from the the texter or the callers point of view I think everyone's gonna know that well at this point I don't doesn't look like I know much anything so (laughs) I've been a Catholic my whole life. However, my boyfriend just became Catholic and got baptized last year. He's been saying that he's been wanting to be more assertive and confident in his decisions and be more of a head of the household kind of godly man. He lacks a lot of confidence and I pray for him and try to help, but he says he feels like less of a man for being so quote unquote passive and soft. Any advice? Patrick's initial thoughts. Yeah, my initial thoughts were go to the gym, go do 
I guess, stereotypically manly things. Shoot a gun. <laughs> yeah, sure. Shoot a gun, go hunting, yeah. go to a sport event, whatever. Uh, the reason I say go to the gym is just because that's more of a, I guess, scientifically backed. Like you go to the gym, you work out, you're just going to build um, testosterone, which is going to help you feel more manly anyway. So that's, that was just kind of more of a, I guess, a sciencey thing. But if the issue, right. But if the issue is confidence and you go and do something that within a couple of weeks, you can kind of see a change in your physique and that's just going to naturally build your yeah. confidence anyways. Um, and I think that that is a, that's not something that you need to have a lot of, I guess, experience with, or it's not a, a hobby that you need to spend a lot of money on. You can just go, go to the gym, do some simple lifts or simple workouts. Uh, and that's going to, I think just naturally build some sort of confidence as well as increase testosterone, which is going to help with the, I guess, issue of being passive and or soft. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to kind of get into here because I don't think that there's anything wrong with being quiet. Like it's hard for me to tell based off of the question, if this guy is just like, he just has a quiet demeanor and he's kind of in the background and in the situation. And maybe he's just a, a little bit more of a shy person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because obviously God made us all differently and he gave us all different gifts and different demeanors and uh dispositions i think i definitely agree with you like going to the gym going hunting doing manly things um for me i think the biggest boost in confidence for me was wrestling in high school and then just like the kind of mental fortitude that you have to build in a combat sport like that carried me throughout uh my time in the marine corps and it, it just builds a really good mentality so i think like maybe getting into jujitsu or something like that where it's a it's a physical sport and you you're humbled all the time but you're in a group of men that are are typically really like inviting and encouraging so it's like a really it, it, there's a dichotomy there's a really inviting group of men that are super encouraging typically most most places I've, I've heard are like this and my gym certainly is but then it's also like a very humbling and sometimes humiliating sport because if you don't know what you're doing like they can just take you out yeah black belts will literally do anything they want to you and even <laughs> even a blue like if you go into a gym and there's a white belt there that's been training for like six months or a year or something like that like they'll do whatever you want they want to you if you don't know what you're doing so it's a very humbling sport, but it builds so much confidence when you finally learn and you you just like fight through that initial learning, growing stage. I think that I think, would help a lot. Uh, one point that Avery has tangentially brought up was surrounding yourself with guys who you would want to emulate. So in Avery's example, it's the guys at the jiu-jitsu gym. Um I think Avery and I can speak, both speak from experience with the guys that we surround ourselves with either at work or uh, within you know, our friend group. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have a lot of the same friends, right? So we surround ourselves with uh, men that I guess tend not to be, 
passive or soft, uh, or at least uh, have the the attributes that we want to have ourselves. Um, and that was a big part of my like right after college when I was living in Florida, we had an amazing group of dudes uh, that lived down there and we would hang out all the time. Uh, very virtuous, holy guys, but also had a lot of fun. You know, we would get together and play sports twice a week, hang out, you know, have drinks together on Wednesday nights or, or whatnot. So uh, if that's currently lacking in her husband's life, uh, I would definitely encourage boyfriend, boyfriend sorry. <laughs> Yeah, boyfriend. Uh, I would definitely encourage that. Try to try to reach out to guys at church or find a find a group of guys that, that he can learn from. Um, one thing I was going to say is like he decided to convert to Catholicism as like an adult. Like that's a really big deal. Like that's not being passive, you know, so like yeah. he has an ability to make decisions and really big decisions. And what I would ask you is like he feels like he's less of a man and passive and soft, but like, do you believe that? Do you think yeah. he's passive and soft to what that, what you would want? And, you know, usually what happens in relationships is if someone is more controlling, the other pe person's going to swing passive, um, on the scale. And when someone's more passive, the other person swings with more, more control. So, I don't know your relationship, but maybe just double check yourself. Like, am I being super controlling? Did he grow up with a super controlling mother and father? Because he, the only way to survive that is to swing more passive, yeah. um, you know? And like, another thing is does confidence from the girlfriend even help? Or is it just like, oh, she loves me more? Or is it like, oh, she's saying this, that, that actually builds my confidence. And what, can you give an example? Maybe he's like, Oh, I just feel so like awkward at parties. I never know what to say. You know, I'm so like antisocial and you're like, no, like people love you. Jimmy over here, like loves hanging out with you. And he always tells me that like, you're such no. the life of the party. <laughs> Would you no, be like, shut up? Not... I know I'm not. <laughs> no, because it's not, um, it's not the girlfriend or the wife's role to make the man confident. That's something that he's got to figure out on his own. It's the same thing with conversion. You can't make somebody convert and believe in Catholicism or whatever faith they have. But a to woman make that can kill a man's confidence if yeah, with one for word. Sure. But but that's not the same thing as building a man's confidence. That's a scary power to have. <laughs> we can't I, fix it, but we can demolish it. <laughs> you could you could fix it artificially, but the, in my opinion, that's not real confidence because you're basing your own confidence off what someone else tells you. Mm, this goes back to the opinions we were talking about last podcast. Oh, yeah. I cool. think, uh, you know, feel free to push back. I, th I think a better example, Cecilia, would be instead of kind of like this abstract, oh, no, you're the life of the party. If you were to go out with your boyfriend and you noticed that he had done something, I guess, good or done something quote unquote right uh, in like a social setting when you had gotten home that night to kind of emphasize that like, oh, it was really cool how you did this, mm -hmm. you know, insert whatever. Or I thought you, you know, I thought you handled that really well. Because um, that, that's like a compliment to him. And in a way, it's almost uh, like conditioning in a sense where um you're you're giving positive feedback for in a behavior, the moment right so well yeah either in the moment or like right when you get home um because I don't think that that's falsely boosting confidence but it is admiring or complimenting them for something that they did and so they're more likely to 
do it again. I guess act that way in the future, or they see that as uh, at least you notice their behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, Avery, you're muted. Just click the unmute thing on Zoom. Sorry. Um, I agree. I guess we should be more specific, or I should have been more specific. I don't think falsely telling them that they're the life of the party or that people love them helps. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not a super gregarious life of the party type of person, but I know that about myself and I don't really care to be that way. So when I'm at parties and I'm awkward or I don't talk or I am not the life of the party, that doesn't really bother me because I'm just confident in the fact that that's just not the person that I am, but like falsely telling your boyfriend that they're this awesome person when they're not or that they're great at all these things when they're not, that's what I mean by it's just artificial confidence. Mm-hmm. I definitely you think don't we even believe it. Encourage each other. Right. I definitely think we should encourage each other and acknowledge when when the other person does something good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think just blowing smoke up their rear end is going to help anybody. <laughs> and she was saying like um wanting to be more assertive and confident in his decisions and be more of a head of a household kind of godly man. And like, to be that you need to hang out with godly men. And Mm -hmm. also like, you're not married, like you're not going to under, you're not going to be like head of a household because you've never been in a situation to be the head of the household. Like you, you know, so that's also something, but also, yeah. Like if you believe he's passive and soft, like you're not going to convince him that he's not. Um, now maybe you don't mind that, like, that's okay. There's women that don't, aren't looking for the macho manly man. And that's totally fine. Um, but also like, look at the activities he does. Like I'm convinced that playing video games drops down a men's testosterone. So like, (laughs) what are his activities? You know? Yeah. Like, is he someone that hangs out on his like PS 15 every night? And like, you know, not even a thing. I don't know. Like, only has friends online or does he like you know go like would he grab a beer with a guy friend um so like your activities really do play into it yeah yeah i heard something about chopping wood like literally testosterone by like 500 million or something i was like all right 500 500 million million okay that was we gotta get you some wood babe i don't know (laughs) let's apply some units (laughs) i don't know i'm being super dramatic but i was like shocked at the fact that literally chopping wood like a lumberjack is just like testosterone boosting it's not a it's, it's not a well, I know that the gym, I mean, like Patrick even said, that's like scientifically proven that the gym and like working out and stuff. It was just funny that cutting, like chopping wood specifically, right. which well, no, is like the most thing you can do. I know, but I was like, well, we need to get all the men around here. All of the, these days. All of the cliche manly things that society has shunned for the past 30 years do all of that. Mm. <laughs> which is why we have. Smoke a, a really- cigar, take cold showers, wake up early. Yeah. Go and if you have almond milk in your house, take it, it out, out immediately. Put it down the drain almond right milk now. And, uh, Soy milk, soy milk, whatever it's soy called. Soy milk, soybean, anything. Anything. He's a soy boy. So get it out immediately and replace it with some whole milk or something. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> some red meat. <laughs> okay. So this one's kind of similar. I've been seeing this guy for a few months. We're both in our late 20s. He's in the process of converting to Catholicism. 
He recently asked me to be his girlfriend. Overall, I really like him. And I think he has some really great holy qualities, but one hangup is his job. He dropped out of college before we met and he works a minimum wage job for the last three plus years. He hasn't expressed any plans on going back to school anytime soon or pursuing a more permanent career. He's open to it, but seems like he doesn't really have a vision of what he wants to do, doesn't want to spend money going back to school unless he knows what he wants to do. I don't want to sound snobby or stuck up, but I'm concerned about his ability to be a provider. While I know some of these things are discussed as you date, I really want to have at least part of this conversation before we date officially. I've always known that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Any advice on how to broach this subject? I don't want to come off as belittling towards his job, but I also want to know if our vision or marriage and childbearing, you know, thoughts is the same. Okay, well, let's just put this all out there. Maybe he has really rich parents and he's going to, he's going to come into a lot of money. He's going to from mom and dad. That's artificial income. Again, all right. So we hate artificiality. So. But but maybe, just maybe, he has a trust fund. But that's that's still (laughs) that's still not good. Well, and but I was gonna say, (laughs) even if he has that money, if that's why he's not working, like that's trickling into everything. Oh yeah, it's even more unattractive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Sorry, men. Initial thoughts. (laughs) I don't think it's I don't think it's snobby or stuck up to be concerned about uh guys potential to support your family like that's uh i would be worried if you were not thinking about that you know because then that's uh it's almost very childish really to to, it would would be childish if that was not a concern of hers yeah oh well it'll be fine you know we'll figure it out maybe if that was the case you're probably not ready um to to move into marriage so uh, i definitely don't think that it's snobby or stuck up um, in terms of whether you bring it up before you officially date or not, uh, I don't know if I really have an opinion either way. I guess if you are for sure dating only guys that you potentially see as a husband, then sure, have it before. Um, but if not, if you just I don't know, if you just want to date the guy, then just date the guy, get to know him, and then maybe bring it up. I don't I don't no, know if I, I have mean, a brought up like if a guy had a porn addiction I would not want to know before he was my boyfriend if he had no potential in ever supporting me and struggling our whole life because he makes $15 an hour I would also want to know mm-hmm. yeah I w- so I guess the my overarching philosophy that I guess I should explain since it seems like this has applied to all of the conversations or all the questions so far Imagine, like as a woman, imagine you're 20 years down the road, you've married this person, you have children, and the things that you were questioning before you got married have now evolved into really big problems. And you have to tell your kids that you saw the red flags before you even started dating or before you got married and how responsible and convicted you would feel for bringing children into this world with this person whom you suspected these problems would yeah would come out not that this is that serious but it just kind of plays into everything like like cc mentioned the porn addiction like oh i'm sorry that you know your dad sexually assaulted you i knew that he had a porn addiction before 
we even started dating and I just didn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that that's terrible. Um mm-hmm. And like another question to ask is like, do you admire him? Like, does his lack of ambition drop your respect for him? Because if that's so, that's a really big deal. Yeah. 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 So I was, I was going to get into this because there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with, I don't know. This is a, this is a weird one. There's nothing wrong with working a minimum wage job. Like, it's not like everybody has to make six figures right but there's something to be said for needing to provide for your family and a minimum wage job is not going to do that so it's a very valid point especially the fact that he's in his late 20s and this has been going on for the past three years if you started this when you were 25 26 like that's I'm, I'm 25 right now and if I was if I was single and working minimum wage I would not be happy with that um it she doesn't give us a whole lot of detail so it doesn't it doesn't seem like reading from this question that he's very ambitious and wants to work his way up because like my my sister um my my brother-in-law works for chick-fil-a and he's been working his way up i think he started working Mm -hmm. there in high school i'm not sure but like this dude loves chick-fil-a everywhere (laughs) he goes he like finds a chick-fil-a to visit and he like he asks them about how they manage different problems and stuff. He's crazy. Um, but he's worked his way up and they make, they make great money now. Yeah. Um, but when we, when, when they were about, when he was about to propose, um, he had a conversation with me, you know, about, you know, my sister's hand in marriage and, and I knew that he worked at Chick-fil-A and I was like, I don't, I forget exactly what I told him, but I was like, I don't really care that, you have this massive career set up already. I just want something to be in the works. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it is. And it, and it has been. And that started out as a minimum wage mm-hmm. job, but he's an, a very ambitious guy and he's super passionate about it. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like this guy's like happy with where he's at. He's just like coasting. Like, well, I didn't need to, like, I didn't have any more responsibilities. So I just didn't have to. And it's like, there was no personal, like dedication or personal, yeah. like, you know, anything stirring up inside that this is not like there is more. The math also doesn't add up. Um, they're both in their late twenties. He dropped out of college before they met. I'm assuming that was for the bachelors. So he had to have been 21, maybe 22 if he dropped out like senior year. And then he's been working a minimum wage job for the last three years. So what? I don't know. I just, he's not like he has no self um not self-control but like self uh mastery Mm -hmm. which is like really a red flag to me yeah so if he's not going to do it by himself why what's going to change just because he has a girlfriend now from the female perspective the thing to remember is that people can absolutely change really quickly but it's not your responsibility to change them so like I don't, I don't want us to sound judgmental about this guy. I'm sure if the situation were different and he had other people in his life or I don't even know the whole situation. So I don't really feel qualified to make a judgment about it. But, but But she put, she she texted so that you do judge. Like the whole point of her, like putting it in is that you do judge the situation. But I just, we don't know the whole situation, but 
I'm just saying he could certainly change. I'm not, I'm not making a judgment about this guy's character, but it's not this woman's job to change him. So it's, it's perfectly fine to say, you know what, this is too much of a risk because you're risking a lot. There's way too yeah. much on the line with a marriage and children to be going into this with cold feet. And look, the reality is, is that you want to be a stay-at-home mom. He literally has to change half of himself in order for you to be a stay-at-home mom if you end up with him. And like, you won't be if he doesn't change. And therefore, he's always going to feel like a failure because he's not giving you what you wanted. Well, and you're going to have some resentment for that. And I also think that is a very, very good and virtuous calling to have that desire so heavily on your heart to blow it seems um, almost careless to desire that God's put on your heart. Cause that one's mm-hmm. like clear as day. God wants you to do this. Like I've always 100%. known I wanted to be a stay yeah. at home mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think that's something to kind of take a chance on. I also don't think that it's belittling towards his job to, to have that conversation. I, I yeah. think that it's just a matter of fact. I don't know what minimum wage is now. I haven't been in the States in a while, but <laughs> if it's what, $15 an hour so you're making, uh, if you're working 40 hours a week in a minimum wage job, you're making like what, $30,000 a year, maybe more, maybe a little bit more, but Jeez. that's obviously, as obviously not enough to. Well, it's the poverty line. Right. That's yeah. obviously not enough to support a fam, like to support a family off of that's the only source of income. That's like your monthly egg ration right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think that's that it's belittling. And I definitely think that you could have that conversation in a way that it would not come off as belittling. I, I think that it's yeah. uh I thought Avery put it well. Like if, if you're gonna go into something as serious as marriage, then a conversation definitely had needs to be had. And I, I think there's nothing belittling about it. That's a good point too, because the other the other way you could look at this is you using this as a way to kind of gauge how these types of conversations will go when you're married. So if you mm-hmm. can't have this conversation and he feels emasculated attacked. or attacked or whatever, it's yeah. like, okay, cool. And that's, there's that's my sign. True, right, Avery. You. That's such a good point. Yeah. If he's like, so caught off guard, didn't even realize it was a problem. Like I'm so offended. Like you already know right there. It's just not yeah. going to work. But on the other hand, if he goes, you know what, you're right. Like, that's a really good point. I've never thought about that. Cause you guys just like, didn't they just, yeah, they've they, been dating or he, he seen asked him for a few months. He asked her to be a girl. So they might not even be dating yet. Um, if he, if he just has never thought about that, cause the, this possibility has never occurred in his life before. Um, and he takes it well and he makes a change. Then cool. That's like, that's the type of guy you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I think there's also the possibility too. He doesn't, necessarily have to give up this job if he does something else to like supplement that income right yeah. so there's there's plenty of other options for him uh because maybe it is a situation like the chick-fil-a thing where maybe he is working his way up i mean i don't know three plus years it's been a while but um there, there's plenty of other opportunities to supplement that so it's not even that this one thing is is the thorn in the side like you can work you can work around that you can work to bolster right. it whatever it is he already has going on. To me, it's actually just like really unattractive if he never even thought about it. Like that's unattractive You guys don't have too. the same goal almost. Like yeah, you haven't like been you working towards even... the same thing in life. Yeah, the fact you yeah. never thought that like this isn't gonna, this isn't 
like, okay, for the long term is unattractive. Yeah, that's fair. But I would not, I would not underestimate men's ability to make rapid, massive changes <laughs> as a response to something like that. That's fair. Just a new man, new man immediately after yeah. you talk to him. Well, it's like having, like having kids, having Carrie. It's like, okay, dang. I've, I feel like I've changed a lot since becoming a dad. Yeah. But we've, we had a ton of changes. But you didn't have, like, you didn't have some huge red flag issue that I was like, okay, you're a dad now, get off your Xbox. Like, how are we going to navigate this, you know? You already had so many habits set in place that were going to put you up for success for this. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, a big event like that or just yeah. being, being called out. Don't yeah. underestimate his ability to just take that in stride and make changes. Fair. But then you know. Yeah. And then, and then you marry him and you live happily ever after. As a stay-at-home mom. There you go. Speaking of big changes and things in marriage, like children and marriage and all the transitions that Avery and I faced and Cece and Patrick have faced, there is an element to... <laughs> mental health that I'm just starting to navigate and understand. Talia from Mental Health for Holiness offers coaching services for young Catholic moms that want to go beyond medicine and therapy and want daily accountability on applying cognitive behavioral principles to real life as a busy mom. And that's huge. That is so necessary, especially if you're just like a ball of stress and chaos and you can't even comprehend what's wrong and where your mind's at and thoughts are and who you are as a person anymore that that's when people like Talia come in and like help and she gives like things. yeah she gives like yes. those real tangible daily steps like I just need the next right step help yes. me and hold me yes. accountable to taking the step <laughs> exactly exactly so she's giving us a code she's given us a code heck 20 all caps, H-E-C-K-2-0 for $20 off your first month of membership. You can find her on Instagram at Mental Health for Holiness and all the links to her website and her Instagram will be in our show notes. Totally check her out. Even your ear perked up a little bit. It's worth checking out. Exactly. I agree. Even just reaching out to her and seeing if y'all would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. so. Meg, what was the question you saw that Avery was like, oh yeah, that one. He's like, do that, do that. This one, babe? Yeah. Okay. This one's about guys having women friends. I know you have thoughts about this. We already. have such different views on this. I already know. <laughs> Do you think men in relationships can still have female relationships slash friends with other women, including female coworkers? How do you navigate those interactions while in a relationship? Take it away, babe. Heck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. The only caveat being female coworkers. Obviously, you're going to make friendships with people that you work with and you're around all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like friends with the girls in my classes, but I'm friendly with them. And like, I'll say hi as I pass by them. They're never getting coffee with me. I'm never hanging out with them. I'm never going over to their house. They're not coming here. It, it just, It's not happening because it's inappropriate. And I know that that's a real Hard harsh time. stance to take, but here's the thing. <laughs> my marriage is very important the success of it is very important it's like a, a covenant that i made with my wife and god i'm not gonna do anything to risk that and if having female friends introduces any sort of doubt in megan's mind or introduces any sort of temptation in my mind or that other girl's mind it's not gonna happen and that's how 
that's how men and women are. Like if we're in close proximity day after day, all the time, you're going to have like little flirtatious moments or you're going to develop some sort of feelings for someone. And it's just not a risk that I personally am willing to take. And I don't think it's appropriate when other people do that because what is, what is to be gained from it? That's, that's my question. Why do you need to have a female friend? I get it. If you're a college kid and you're like, you're not married and you're still learning how to interact with women. Like I get it when you're a grown man and you're married and you have likely have children. Why do you need female friends? So are you saying it's completely different from when you're married to if your boyfriend, girlfriend, because I think a lot think of times it, happen, girls try to control their boyfriend having female friends, mm-hmm. and you do not have the right to have that conversation. Yeah. So I think it's different when you when you are dating somebody, because obviously they, they don't have that right. But that's that's where you start to question how serious is this relationship? Because you say, okay, that's fair. You don't have the right to dictate who other people are friends with. Fair does your boyfriend have the right to introduce doubt or jealousy into your relationship by hanging out with other female friends alone? Probably not. But that's, that's when I think it it just takes some adult conversation to say, Hey, I'm really serious with this girl. It's not really appropriate for me to be hanging out with girls alone um, outside of the context of like a group setting. I'm still friends with all these other girls that I made friendships with before I was in this relationship, but I'm just not going to hang out with them one-on-one. Like you're going to have friends of the opposite sex. It's just not appropriate to go over to their house or hang out with them one-on-one. What are your thoughts? I would tend to, I would tend to agree with Avery. Um, Because we both have female and male friends. Yeah, but I would like, I guess I, I agree with Avery in, in the specifically the marriage aspect of it, right? So when I was living in Florida, I was not married, but I had a, I was single and I had a ton of married friends. So a good, a good example would be Jared and Grace, who, you mm-hmm. know, like I would consider Grace a friend of mine. I consider Jared a good friend of mine, but like, I would never just hang out with Grace. That would be very weird. But like, yeah. I, I would, it would be weird for me, right? So I like looking at it from the other perspective as like the single person, I think it should be weird to you. Even if you're friends with both of them, it, it would still be, it would, it would feel very, very strange for me to just hang out with, you know, one of my friend's wives, even if I'm friends with the wife as well. What like about social that, like you are not, neither of you, like they're not married. Like you knew them, you grew up with them Okay, and you're back in, back in Pennsylvania and you're going to catch up with an old neighbor that you've known since you were four and you grab a cup of coffee. I would be like, yeah, go for it. I mean, there's, there's going to be outliers to everything, but even in that situation, I wouldn't really consider that a, a real, like, I wouldn't consider that a true friendship. That's kind of just like an acquaintance, acquaintanceship. You go, you happen to go home and grab coffee. Like that's, I would say that's one thing, but to carry on a friendship, I think would be a little bit weird. Like Um, for instance, Austin, 
Cece's just like, come I've on, hung out say with you're Austin. fine with it. How many times <laughs> alone? Austin who? The basic Catholic? Yeah. Like we okay, have so he many like outliers. Count. But, that, but he does. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what, like what measures do you take when you guys do hang out? Because obviously we all know each other, but I'm just saying like you guys don't live next to each other. When I, when I think about this, I'm thinking of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go over to, to Jane's house for the night. I'll see you later. That's, that's not okay. But it's like, hey, Jane's in town. We went to college together and we wanted to catch up. I wanted to go grab a cup of coffee with her. I'll be, I'll be back in a couple hours. That I don't really see a huge problem with the problem. Okay. Cause for like me, continued... I was like, oh, Avery's black and white on this. He's super black and white <laughs> no. on this. There's no, like, it's like, there's no caveat. Either we're married and we're right. not. But I, I I see it from Avery's perspective as well, particularly with work, right? Because there's women in my squad yeah. who I would consider myself friends with, but I'm not going to say, hey, I'm, I'm headed over to you know, Jane's house tonight just right. to hang out. Like that would just be weird. Super Even weird. though we're friends at work and maybe we're like, you know, hanging out in the ready room or in one of like the offices, like just doing work or whatever, like it could we, I guess like we could be friends in that situation, but I'm not going to leave you for the, for dinner and go over to, to her house and hang out. Like that would just be weird. Right. Totally. Right. And, well, yeah, and, and I also, and prioritizing I, them above your wife, that's a problem. Right. But I wouldn't even consider that prioritizing that in, in that example, it would just be like me hanging out with a friend, right? Like it would be, it would be far less weird if I said, Oh, I'm going to go hang out with, with Brandon tonight. Right. Like that wouldn't be weird. But it would be if, mm-hmm. if it was a girl. Oh, a totally. I, I don't know. I uh but I also think it would be weird in a way if we if I invited a woman coworker over that you weren't friends with, like over for dinner. I think that would be kind of weird if you if you didn't know them and you weren't friends. But that's less weird than you just hanging out with them one. Sure. I, I agree with that, but I I that's how I, I think that it kind of emphasizes the point that it would still be weird even if we were, were together and then yeah. she came over here without you being friends. Now, if it was someone that we both yeah. knew, then like, that's, that's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is different. If you both know them, like I would be told, like my best friends yeah. be like, if I'm not in town, like, yeah, totally go over to their house for dinner or like right. you guys are great. Grab coffee. Like, I don't care. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I want my husband to be best friends with my friends. Like that's a, that's a big deal to me. Um, it's like if like if Patrick Dwyer was in town. But again, pa- like Patrick Dwyer is just a different character too. Like he's not because I'm yeah, like I hang out with him alone. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking back to college and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So like one of the football guys comes in town. You go and grab coffee with him for an hour. Cool. One of the football guys moves into town. You hang out with him once All a week. All the time. No. Well, and I just I think it helps to also know the wounds of you and him because mm-hmm. they're they're going to be different. So for me when I met Avery, I'd just been cheated on by my only boyfriend and my best friend. So I had massive trust issues. So for Avery in that moment it was black and white. Like I'm not even getting in an Uber mm-hmm. with a woman coworker and going to the airport with her. Like someone else is going to be there. Like that's when it was very black and white. So obviously take that into consideration too because that'll determine a lot of things mm-hmm. as far as like securing your relationship. Yeah. 
Look, right. everybody's going to be different. This, these are not hard and fast rules that everyone has to follow. These are, these just are our opinions. <laughs> in, in my humble opinion, and I'm not an expert, I think these are things that are very easy to implement that do a lot of good for your relationship. Because if your marriage is the most important thing as far as relationships go, then this is like a really easy thing. As soon as you get married, your other sex relationships and friendships go from being really good friends to being friends that you only hang out with around other friends. And that's fine. Yeah. I think we really flushed it out there. (laughs) We exhausted that one. (laughs) Okay. How about this one? Um, Okay. I was a Catholic who just went to mass Sunday. That was it. My husband and I got married in the church and I did this mostly for our parents, only looking back on it, or I did this only, wow. Okay. (laughs) I did this mostly for our parents, only looking back on it. Thank God we did. He is a Catholic, but has left the church and is not practicing. Anyways, I've grown deeper in the faith and understanding more of its beautiful teachings. And now we have two beautiful boys. I do my best to teach them and I take them to church, but it's just me. How do I navigate this with my husband? I know that God will use our marriage for good. It's just difficult to navigate raising children when we have a drastic difference of opinion on the church. How do I suggest, how do you suggest I navigate raising children in a mixed household? My husband does not go to church, will not go to church, and I'd even call him an atheist. So I guess, how do I navigate my marriage with my husband being the head of our family, but away from the church? Jeez. Hmm. That sucked to read. That's tough. Well, he did We're vow to deep to... waters here. Well, yeah. it's like it's it's hard because like he did vow to raise the children Catholic, and mm-hmm. they technically are being raised Catholic, just not by him. Right, and it's hard too because when they got married in the church. It doesn't sound like he was like this, like when they got married. Well, he did it because she was doing it for her parents or they did it for their parents together. It looks like they both were probably baptized Catholic. Okay. Well, the good thing is it's a sacramental marriage. Yeah. They're both baptized. Yeah, that's true. Um, Honestly, I don't, I don't think there's much else you can do other than pray. and like pray fervently and yeah this kind of goes back to the confidence thing i don't think you can artificially instill faith in somebody i mean you can't um as far as navigating your husband being the head of a household but not in the church that's also a tough situation because you can't you almost have to be the head of the household as far as the faith goes and do your best to raise your boys in the faith. But it's going to be really tough doing that when their male role model is not. They need male role models in the yeah. church. They need them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, statistics show that they will not be they in will the not church. They in the church. Right. Yeah. Like they need to, whether maybe a priest, they become altar servers. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was like, maybe just start to get really close to your priest, open up to your priest about this do altar surfing is a huge one yeah i would lean into that maybe 
a big thing for me is like, okay, is he just fallen into the atheist track or has he actually actually like has done research and studies and believes what he believes? Because I think I would rather have someone believe what they believe versus someone that knows that something's really important to me and doesn't even care to form an opinion about it. Mm. I think that's worse because it's like a slap in the face to me. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't, this was tough. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. I, I guess I was going to ask Megan and Avery because they have more, I guess, closer of an, an experience to this with Avery coming into the church. Um, was there anything Megan did that encouraged you? But I guess in, in a way you also had this desire within your own heart, Avery, to to come into the church. So it's a little bit different in, yeah. in that aspect. You were like such a strong Christian that. Well, I, th- I think the thing that Megan did was just be very confident and steadfast in her own faith. And that's what made me dig into the differences between us. Cause if she had just been like, if she had just been lukewarm about it, or if she hadn't really known much about it and she just grew up Catholic and that's, that's what she was. And that's what she believed. I don't think I would have even broken out the catechism because it, it would have just been like, okay, well you just grew up in this family that was Catholic and that's why you believe that. And so, you know, whatever, but it was because she personally held these convictions that caused me to look into what we believed that was different and and why and the history behind it and the scripture and all that stuff and pray about it. Um, And that's what led me to convert. So hearing that I, I, uh, a recommendation I'd have, and I don't have any, uh, uh, experience to back this up. I don't know. It just kind of came to me. I would say double down and start taking mm. your kids to adoration once a week daily or, mass yeah, or, yeah, or go, go to an additional daily mass. Like don't just make it Sunday mass. Yeah. It's great that you're t- taking your kids to Sunday mass, but that's also an obligation that we have. Right. right? So, right. um, start doing extra Catholic things with them. Go to an extra daily mass. Go to adoration once a week. Join a mom's to, group. Yeah, go to confession. At, you know, take if they're old enough, take take the kids to confession every two weeks or something. Yeah. Uh, pray the rosary in your house and do it in the living room where your husband doesn't. <laughs> you know, the, he like, can't your husband run. doesn't have to. He doesn't have to <laughs> take part in it, but you're gonna do it with your your two sons in the room with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, Start only playing Gregorian chant. <laughs> Speaking of Gregorian chant, a segue into hollow. So <laughs> do they have do a Gregorian love... chant playlist? Oh yeah. I'm about to play it. Okay. So if you go in the app, <laughs> you go to music on the bottom, the third one to the right is chant. Okay. They have St. Michael's Abbey, which is traditional chant, which is beautiful. So which pretty. One? Should we pray, play a specific one? Um, he keeps going down. That's it's oh uh, play the play, uh, play the Kyrie okay Day. 
There we have it. Imagine I don't him know walking if that's, home. That wasn't the version I expected. That's okay. I'm going to keep looking. I know. Imagine him walking yeah. in from dinner and there we go. And you, and you yeah. can get three months free with palo.com slash what in the dang heck. And when you're done with your free trial, download it on his phone at palo.com slash what in the dang heck for three months free with Hallo. Let me get a sock too. Is this one? All right, we're we're still going, and we're probably copyright infringement. <laughs> Got to be a better way to do it. Say two louds. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, we're done. Right. Lucy was practically singing that. Do we have anything else to add on this? I mean, I agree. Doubling down is like powerful because then it's not just. I mean, you're, you're coupling up with God here in the graces of the church to tag team this one. So mm-hmm. you're not alone. And there's right. so many women that have been through this. And like, I actually know family in particular where her husband literally goes on pilgrimages with her and he's still atheist. Like wow. he's gone to the Holy Land with her trip to Italy with her. And like, they have four children, they get a babysitter, everything, nine day trips, goes on pilgrimages with her and is an atheist. Mm. Wow. And they've been together 30 years. Yeah. So it can work. Like yeah. it can work if he never converts, but he still supports you. Something uh, something Father Peyton told me in or after confession one time was, and this was not super encouraging to me at the time, but after looking back on it, really thinking about it, it, it makes sense. And it's just kind of an objective truth that you have to wrestle with. He said, don't doubt God's ability or willingness to use your own sin for your children's teaching. That's probably not verbatim what he said, but basically God can and will use our own sinfulness to teach other people lessons or to bring about his own plan. Like, like Pharaoh, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm. Pharaoh's heart wasn't hard. He hardened Pharaoh's heart to keep the Israelites in Egypt, to teach the Israelites a lesson. And I'm not saying that's what's happening with your husband. I'm not saying to give up. Definitely keep praying that your husband comes back to the church. But that being said, there is still hope that even if he doesn't, God is using this situation to maybe deepen your faith and still mm-hmm. faith in your boys. You know, like you never know. God, yeah, God yeah. Uh, works in mysterious ways. So, yeah. Okay. So here's one. Love this. Cause you guys are just going to be complimenting us the whole time. Um, what are some positive characteristics and behaviors that you see in your wives that you did not see in women that you dated before them in other words what are things that you appreciate in your wives that may have been lacking in previous women and to add what are some of the characteristics and behaviors about your wives that you did not think you needed or wanted in women but you now notice them and cannot imagine being without these characteristics well this isn't fair you have no previous women (laughs) i'll just base it off of how you were when we dated versus how you are now (laughs) The glow up is real. <laughs> That's so funny. You, you go first, Patrick. Yeah, um, he had a lot of women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got two very different viewpoints here. Uh, well, I'd say the one 
most of the women that I was surrounded by were also in the military, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Um, women that I went to college with or that I was in flight school with. Uh, and so they didn't have much of a different worldview than I did. I mean, mm. sure, like religion and politics, I guess. But in terms of life experience, it really wasn't a whole lot different. You know, just because we all kind of came from uh, similar backgrounds. Uh, so it was very refreshing uh, dating Cecilia and having or being able to have conversations about uh, just different topics not that, work. yeah, yeah, not work um, and different top different topics that we just uh, otherwise wouldn't have been able to have with, uh, I guess, other women that I had worked with um, and or dated. Um, and two, I think that particularly uh, in my field of work in the military, there is the tendency to remain kind of in that college um frat daddy yeah I don't don't know how else to put it but kind of like (laughs) the the, the frat lifestyle um (laughs) which is fun sometimes but that is definitely not how Cecilia operates and so it was much needed and maybe I didn't recognize it at the time but it was much needed for me to kind of be pulled out of that uh a little bit not that I was you know fully immersed in it but um that that's definitely the tendency of the community so um that was much needed um and I didn't recognize it at the time but I do now uh additionally one thing that I really appreciate about Cecilia I think that attracted me was her uh business mind or business sense um <laughs> yeah her Same, you know, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial <laughs> minds because I hadn't like I said I hadn't experienced uh, a whole lot of I guess variety in women when it came to like job or whatnot so um that was really attractive to me thank you is there anything that you see now that you didn't know you would appreciate or need now that y'all are a year into marriage and having hung out a total of two weeks true (laughs) (laughs) Um, anything in those two weeks that was revealing (laughs) I I think the I think the business part of it, maybe maybe it's not what I needed, but with women that I had worked with or dated that are in the same field, we can only challenge each other in so many ways because we're, it's kind of like, like intellectually, you, yeah, because you, because you only kind of have one intellectual uh, Mind. thing in common. You don't really yeah. talk about much else, right? So it's con- it, not that it was like one up one upsmanship, but you were that's how you were kind of challenging each other was intellectually within your job. But with you, I feel that I had become much more well-rounded because you challenged me in ways that I wouldn't have been able to be challenged otherwise intellectually mm-hmm. with like mm. business, uh, entrepreneurship. Um, even if it's like you setting up uh, some sort of algorithm on, <laughs> on a social media platform, like I would have no idea what that is or how you do it but uh I always enjoy learning what you're doing and uh so you, I think you you make me more well-rounded um I think additionally to you enjoy fine arts which I have kind of like always appreciated but it was never something that I I guess would go out of my way to do um and so you allow me to experience that explore more it together yeah. Yeah. yeah which is like a whole 
sector of beauty that I think we forget about is like the fine arts, whether it's, you know, music or like actual, yeah, (laughs) paint by numbers. (laughs) Yeah, all of that. Thank you. Oh. All right, Avi, let's see what you got. The self-serving question. <laughs> um, no, no, I didn't ask it, okay? I didn't submit it. I guess listen, else well, it. it was me. There's no way to know. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to know. Well, I didn't date anybody before Megan, so the... You just hit uh, a home run the first yeah, time. I'm just batting <laughs> wow. a thousand right here. Love that. Um, <laughs> so I guess... I guess mine is sort of, we talked about this a little while ago. Mine is sort of like a dropping of a behavior that I initially found attractive. Oh, okay. And wow. now that she is not I'm that scared. way anymore, I'm more attracted. Well, I think it's just the like kind of growing and maturing as you become yeah. adults and parents. I, like I was really attracted to how kind of like fun and rambunctious and uh, spontaneous. Well, you weren't super spontaneous, but you were just super carefree. Yeah. And that was attractive to me as a young man because it was fun and it was exciting. <laughs> but as she has like mellowed out, I guess, or become more <laughs> responsible, or it's, it's just so much more, so much more attractive to me as a man and as a husband and and like a father to have a woman who is not, I don't even know how you describe this, just not silly silly you yeah. know what I mean but what's it's so not... interesting Megan is like he's complimenting on you complimenting that on you and loves that but that can also be an insecurity oh because totally. it's like I'm in I miss that right now for this yeah totally <laughs> oh, the but, yeah just the just the ability to just like be silly like because to be silly and like carefree there has to be a space in your head where you can just like not care about anything and you like can't mm-hmm. do that as a mom like mm-hmm. at all so it is like a little sad because it's like well, you you don't expect to like lose that because you've become so like associated with it and you're like this is my personality this is who I am and then it just like drops off one day and so yeah it can definitely be an insecurity but to hear him say like I can come home from work and you are just like the peace and the calm of the home and you're not going a million miles an hour and music isn't blaring and you're not dancing like a crazy person or whatever like I might have been in college and to hear that that makes him see me as a more motherly feminine whole woman versus a college Mm -hmm. girl is is a compliment and it is it does help in that insecurity because I know like I know that that's not an artificial compliment that he's trying to fill me up with but was there yeah yeah I, I think there's something to be said about the fact that it was a good match at the beginning of your relationship. And it's only like, there's obviously been change on both of your parts, but that hasn't changed like the admiration. In fact, it's grown, right? So you guys have been able to like grow through that together and it's become something even better, which I I think speaks volumes because I think it's, uh, I think it's more or less just natural, right? And we're in the early twenties that, that silliness, the rambunctiousness, the, going out having fun all the time is just kind of it's just something that we do and Free we're kids. yeah and we're, and we're and yeah. we're also able to do it right like our body's still where I don't have a two-day hangover after drinking a lot so it's like you're <laughs> yeah. able to go out and do these things but then we we 
our bodies start transitioning, we get older, all this stuff, but you're, but you're growing together. And so we puberty, we, I've, yeah. had, <laughs> I've had two beers and I have a headache right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think it's, I think it's admirable, admirable that, uh, you two were able to kind of go through that whole process together. Yeah. Um, cause if one of you changed and not the other, that would be a problem, no. but like yeah. you yeah. both yeah. grew together. I have a quick question. He made a video for me for when he proposed and it was, he had people sharing why I would make a good wife and a good mom. And I remember your mom specifically saying that they would always like her and your sister would always ask like, what about this person? What about this person? You're like, no, no, not that person, not that person. And they're like, you had a specific person in mind. What was it about like you just had this, like it was Rosie Huntington Whiteley. That's that's who it was the whole time. What? No, I don't know. That's the girl from Transformers. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, Kate, you have to understand too that my mom and sister think about that stuff a lot more than I did. I, I was never I that, thinking. Oh, because you literally life? never dated anyone. Have? And we met at Disney and within like, was it even three days? You were like, hey, I've fallen for you. Mm-hmm. And you were like, pursuit hit the ground running. So what was it? Was it just that I was carefree and silly? And at that point it was like, this is exciting. No, I think it was, um, I think that was like what initially attracted me. Cause it's not like, it's not like I was asexual for the first 20 <laughs> years of my life. You know what I mean? Bye. Like there were, there were girls, Bad. there were girls that I asked out. Yeah. I just never, they, they weren't interested at the time or it just didn't work out or whatever. Um, asexual before he met Megan. <laughs> then everything but, changed. <laughs> I I don't know. I think because we had we had some really deep conversations when we were in California, like at Disney. Yeah. And you were really fun to be around and I just felt comfortable around you. So I think that made yeah. me that's true. More inclined to put myself out there in a way that I hadn't before mm. and just like full send it. Full send it, baby. Jumped off the cliff, never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> What are the things besides, well, I guess you kind of answered it that like surprised you that you don't want to, you wouldn't want to go without now, like those characteristics that homemaking popped up. <laughs> okay. So that is so yeah. true. I used to make spaghetti sauce with pre- like spaghetti with prego sauce and Texas toast. Yeah. I've come we a just long use way. Prego so- sauce. I just use prego sauce. <laughs> no. Wow. Thanks, we'll Megan. There's no shame in it. No, there's no shit okay well apparently i haven't seen is. a tomato at our commissary <laughs> those, in a long are good. Time. those are like the only good vegetables a tomato that's it that's all they have at the commissary tomatoes i clearly looked over that them sucks. <laughs> and avocado. i ran straight for the prego and aviacado okay sorry go on um so i guess i i always knew that you were like a homemaker type you decorated mm-hmm. 808 really well and my college that's, home that's something you enjoyed yeah and baking but like and the I guess I guess that's not really a quality in you that I didn't know I needed it was like just a quality in general I didn't really understand until you kind of showed me how important it is to make an atmosphere and like a home like there's candles and there's paintings and yeah. there's pictures and there's like the curtains um yeah you were really surprised that I wanted them and we got them we got them last month yeah right? yeah shout out to CC for further uh, motivating us I was like I I'm realized, sending you these links nonstop because yeah. you need them until you buy them <laughs> I guess I just realized that like 
that is an important quality. It's not frivolous. It's not silly. It's not uh, meaningless. Yeah. So I, I, okay. (laughs) I have a question as far as like, so Matt Walsh recently got a lot of slack for this. He was like, what makes him all a man needs to be happy is to come home from work with happy children, happy children, a wife excited to see him, a a home somewhat tidy and dinner going to be ready in like an hour. And he got so much slack for it naturally, but I know shocker. Right. Um, (laughs) and obviously that's a very simplistic, like statement. There's no, yeah. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, like, how does it make you guys feel when you come home to like a tidy home and, you know, dinner cooking and a wife happy to see you? Uh, for me, it makes me feel respected and it makes me feel like what I just did that work day was actually meaningful. We, cause we, yeah, we recently had a conversation about this. Yeah. When I come home and Megan's tapped out and the girls are screaming and the house isn't clean, it makes me feel like what, like me busting my butt at school or working on my endeavors was pointless because I don't it, it's not helpful for me to be gone all day and then come home and realize that there's something lacking in the home I I can't go out and do a good job working hard outside of the home if I know that it's not peaceful at home so like you feel bad almost like Meg struggling yeah, I should be there yeah I feel bad and then I feel like I feel like what I'm doing outside though like my isn't my enough. contribution isn't enough so when I can come, when I go out and I do a hard day's work and I can come home and the house is clean, the house, honestly, the house doesn't even need to be clean. That's kind of a moot point. It, it's really nice. But the biggest thing is Megan's mood and the girl's mood. Mm-hmm. Megan's mood can kill mine <laughs> in a split second. No matter <laughs> Same. what. But that's how, that's yeah. how important it is. Well, if if yeah. he's good and the girls are good, I'm good. I don't care what's going on at work he could have woken up at 3 a.m yeah. gotten yelled to in his left ear all morning and he's just like whatever yeah <laughs> and he's what like about what you? about what about dinner i'll just make a pizza i don't care as long as yeah. you're in a good mood yeah it's really literally he's like we'll get doordash yeah. i wanted sushi anyways yep. <laughs> what about you patrick um i don't know i i feel like it's much easier for us to have a peaceful household just because we don't have kids yet so uh it's this a little bit it's and a little we have, like nothing at this house so there's nothing really to like clutter it up yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah. Really true it, it's, it's obviously a lot easier for us right now but uh i don't know if this is really answering the question but i do really appreciate coming home from work if you know i just had a flight had a long debrief i come home and dinner is immediately ready and it's never something that I would say that I expect from Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything, it just shows her appreciation and love for me because she knows that I'm coming home from work. I'm tired. Uh, You're starving. I'm starving because I probably didn't eat lunch. Um, Always. They never eat lunch. So he'll, he'll bring one. It's just he's in the middle of the air. Yeah. So oh my gosh. Uh, what a baller. <laughs> does does it provide i don't know does it provide a sense of peace maybe um but i i think more than anything it it provides me a sense of uh 
knowledge that Cecilia loves and cares about me. It's also and your it love is, language. You receive that's true. That yeah, that's true. service. But it, it yeah, because it's because you were um uh it wasn't like you accidentally made it or that you felt some obligation is that you chose to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always feel like like a five-star wife when I time dinner right when he's coming home. I'm like, mm, freaking put a sticker on the chart. I'm so good. Know, give me a gold <laughs> star. Okay. When I shared, like, oh yeah, of course I have Patrick's like location. I want to see when he's going right. to get home from work. So then I can like time dinner or like make it look like I was cooking dinner. And <laughs> it know. started on something real quick. And people are like, oh my gosh, you're so controlling. I'm like, it's not controlling to want to have dinner ready for your husband to see right. when he's going to be home. Like not a big deal. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. go ahead. Just <laughs> one more, one more add on. I, I guess I can. One aspect of like bringing peace to is if I go work out in the morning and then you'll get up, I'll come home and you'll have like already started making breakfast. And that's actually very, it it helps bring peace to me because I don't have to worry about making breakfast and then showering and getting ready for work and then having to get out the door super quickly because you've already started that or like, or put a pot of coffee on, right? Because Mm -hmm. that takes effort as well. So I guess that's one aspect of that does, that does definitely bring me peace, right? Because it helps me, because it helps me get out, get out the door with much less stress and much less of a rush. Because it's, one, it's just one less thing she's, to worry about. She's supporting you in your work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way with like laundry. I don't know the last time I folded a shirt. <laughs> or put one away in your drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's something I just don't have to think about. Yeah. And there's plenty of times here where she'll also, while she's doing that, she'll pack my lunch for the day. And it's something that yeah. we'll talk about beforehand. So it's like she knows what to put in there and... Mm-hmm. uh you pick sure, like I, I could do it. No, I'll just have <laughs> leftovers of whatever we had oh, for, okay. for dinner. It's like extra like helping, and then I just put it in a oh okay Tupperware for the next. Does he day get mad when you cut the sandwich down the diagonal and not down the middle? <laughs> no, I, I I get more mad at the knife that she used to cut it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's like, so true. It's a steak knife. It's a steak 100%. knife, and she's yep. cutting a sandwich. What? <laughs> you did this last she, night. I didn't. She say cuts anything. her onions with it too. Wait, I just, so last you? night we were making we were making pasta we we're making what shrimp scampi i was dying i didn't say anything to you at the time because you were kind of in a bad mood already we, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we it came to the point where we had to like put everything together right so the noodles are done the shrimp's done the i guess sauce is done everything so you put the shrimp into the pan with the noodles and I had been using like tongs to kind of move to to flip stuff and there's like two sets of tongs around the oven that are usable and in order to mix all of the stuff together instead of using one of the two sets of tongs she walks over and just grabs like a a flipper like a pancake flipper and like that's what she was using (laughs) <laughs> to mix everything like, what are you doing um, so... stand you were hovering over my shoulder because we I had to get a look at this i was gonna grab a tong but at that point i was like i know he's so annoyed right now i'm gonna keep <laughs> <eating> spatula 
It was not at all helpful. She's struggling to. <laughs> she literally like, right. just to show it to you. I was oh like, I know that he's like I didn't dying say right I didn't say now. I just let you do it. <laughs> so part funny. of me, part of me wants to just respect it. It's like you know what they're just doing the job with whatever they that's have what around. I mean. I'm like, like, cool. It doesn't matter. But that's part of me is like, that's not the tool for the job. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a rule. Either you tell us how to do it, okay? You show no, no. It's either you show us how to do it as you do it, or wait, what is it? I feel like that's no, no, no. no. You can either you can either tell me how to do it, or you can do it. You don't get to tell me how to do it. Well, we've talked about this. You don't before. get no, to tell it's... somebody to do something and then also manage how they do it. Yes. Exactly. Yes, you, you can, can either tell me how to do it or how me how to do it. You can't tell yeah, me the same thing twice. No, you can tell me to do it. Okay. Or you can tell me how to do it, but you can't tell me both. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because at that point, you should but, just do it. But like, as far as teaching goes, we've had this conversation probably thirty times, and it's, there's always a steak knife cutting a tomato at some point. Okay. It's a, yeah, what are you going to use the knife? one that's the vegetable knife because there's that a, one has no, a really no, hard time there's a, there's a smaller than normal kitchen knife that doesn't have as much of a tip that has indentations <laughs> along the blade that create a space between no, the skin of the tomato and the body of the tomato i thought that was, slides off the knife i thought that was a mini bread knife no it doesn't have any serrations see patrick literally he got out a full bread knife just to make three slices to cut bread. bread to cut I'm bread. To cut yes, I used the bread knife. Why would you dirty up a knife there after are, we already had a full? There are engineers out there that spent years of their life doing useless math just to be called engineers that put a lot of effort into designing these things that you guys are just half haphazardly using for the wrong thing. <laughs> it's disrespectful. <laughs> it's. Wait, so it's, you're offended that he pulled out a much larger knife? Just another knife. A like, just bread. add another knife, uh, no, okay, to wash it. But do you even bread. have to wash it? Like, yes. You can't you, cut bread with You gotta hand wash all knives. Otherwise, it, they, like, dull the nice knives in the dishwasher. And then Patrick, and then Patrick was like, you have to immediately dry it off. Otherwise, it could rust. It's not gonna rush. Why CC doesn't like the knives? You've made it a nightmare. <laughs> you gotta hand wash all of them, and then within 0.2 seconds, they must be dry. Right. Or there will be rust. Just <laughs> oh, like stress. Do you, guys, do you guys have a leather strop in the kitchen? Uh, we do not. A what? Bro, you need to get one, baby. You don't yeah. have I one. Use, you use your belt. I use my belt, and it works great. I'll loop. I have a leather belt and I'll, I'll loop it around the oven handle and I'll strop our knives and it, you don't even have to sharpen the knives. It makes them so wicked sharp, so fast. It's Let me tell you what we're working with. We're working with an, a, a stove top that hardly works. You put it on two, it goes to 10. You put it on 10, it does nothing. And it also <laughs> leans all the way. So all your oil and everything just go to one corner of everything and like one of the griddles Oof. work. So it sucks. If you think we have something to sharpen our knives, <laughs> you wrong. are mistaken. <laughs> you might be able to level it out. Oh my that god. That only solves one of your problems, but <laughs> we just need a new oven. Yeah. But there's no chance housing's gonna give us a new oven. Maybe it'll give us one next door. Yeah, Dude, base housing. Oh yeah. Now that we've like you would literally pay money to just get a new oven by yourself. 
but yeah except they don't sell american ovens here japanese ovens are they're not there's no such thing it's a it's like a little fish oven it's like a microwave it's like this big it's like six feet tall they don't have six inches tall six inches tall no it's like a toaster oven are like in the kitchen well how do they cook stuff they don't and they're they're laundry you can fit like one towel stove tops they don't have ovens they do have they have stovetops and then they have what they yeah. call like a little fish oven. It's like a little convection okay. oven, like a mic. Yeah. It's it okay. looks like a microwave. Yeah, it's gotcha. a microwave for sure. Wait, it's a toaster oven. You, you you just mean they don't have American ovens and that like the oven also has the stovetop. It's one thing. like you would never cook a no. turkey. Yeah, I don't know how they bake or do anything. Right. Yeah, I don't know if they bake. I don't know. Man, I have no idea. And you can only wash like one towel. It Do only, they even like, have turkeys over there? That's a good question to ask. I've never had turkey. I've never seen turkey on a menu. No. Just deer that bow to you. True. True. They there do have like venison. To you. Domestic <laughs> deer. Tell me this is legit. Tell him. Well, there's like domestic deer. Like you go to an island and there's just deer like wandering mm. and like you pet them they like the try to steal it. they're they actually kind of aggressive yeah, yeah i was gonna say a bad word but they're not nice. <laughs> yeah say the word <laughs> do it you guys are um, this, this place sounds super interesting we should go it's called no. miyajima miyajima gucci what see gucci babe i'm good i'm that's not gonna sway me i thrifted at goodwill bags. today there is no I'm gucci good. there is no gucci store in patrick knows He's but trying to research. Honestly, I want to. I want to go to Japan just for the snorkeling. Oh, you mean Okinawa? The free diving. Yeah. Okay. Do they do that? I, I would assume so. Okinawa specifically is like one of the top free diving yeah. places in the world. Wow. It's either either free diving or spear fishing, but We're I'm sure. Still never putting that really in as our top choice. Huh? When we go to Guam, oh yeah, there's a lot in Guam. There's a lot in Guam. We're definitely gonna go like snorkeling. What's the one where you don't go all the way underwater? It's snorkeling. snorkeling, snorkeling. Yeah, because I can like doggy paddle. So um, I can do the frog one. <laughs> yeah, I can like hold on to Patrick as he drowns. <laughs> you can do the do your toxic trait clinger. i will be in that clinger in the water a hundred percent a hundred percent that's so funny avery did you listen to our toxic trait podcast are you kidding is this a real question i had to submit i had homework for that for that episode i had to submit what your toxic trait was. oh yeah yeah i had him fill me in we came up with one yesterday or two days ago Mm. i was like oh that's what my toxic trait should have been Oh, the way I drive a car. (laughs) What about it? What about it specifically? I I took him location scouting with me 45 minutes away and he had had a really long day and I didn't think twice about it because it was for my work. So I was like, I'm just going to drive. You can just sit and chill. And later that evening, he drives the way home because my margarita was massive. And because you were drunk. <laughs> in other words, um, and he was like, So I wasn't gonna say anything, but the way you were driving, go ahead. She drives like the car is trying its absolute best to get off the road, and she's just trying to keep it going straight. She doesn't she doesn't lead into curves, he just goes straight, and then when when she gets out of the lane, she turns. 
And so if you're going around a long turn, it's just turn, turn, turn. It's not it's like, oh, I expect that the car needs to keep turning. So I'm going to hold the wheel at this position. And it's the same thing with speed. She doesn't find where the pedal needs to stop to keep whatever speed limit there is. She goes, oh, oh I'm going 50. I need to go 45. I'm going 43. I'm going up to 45. Ah, I'm going to slow back down. And it's just, mm, mm, it's the worst. Harry and Jeannie are back there. They're like, this is why we take them to the chiropractor. Yeah. The truth comes out. Well, I've started driving and um Yeah, she started we're gonna have her drive in actual Japan today. She's been driving around base. So how does that work? Do you have to get a license over there? Yep. Yeah, it's a temporary it's a sofa license. Yeah, it it essentially allows you to drive in the country until your rotation date. And it's okay. like has to be an American like licensed vehicle, right? You have to have like it's an American registered vehicle. So it's like, like our license plate. You driving? can tell like who's an American and who's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can't drive someone else's Japanese car. Well, except we've rented. I no, I, I think we can, but they can't drive ours because we rented a car in Okinawa for next weekend, and they didn't seem to have a problem with it. Hmm. So I guess we'll Sounds see. Like some American it. privilege you guys are getting over there. <laughs> we're protecting like, we are protecting dude i want to go over there so bad just to get a hilux surf it's a japanese forerunner and bring it back yeah well, we uh, see them all the one of my one toyotas of my, yeah that, yeah one of the officers in my squadron has one it's pretty sweet yeah they, we'll we see they're everywhere on base oh yeah megan are you down for that she loves them <laughs> That's actually her forerunner. Wait, but Avery, you want it so that it's a right-hand drive? A right-hand drive and just Japanese. Uh, well, all, all of the ones that I like, the years that I like are made in Japan. But like they just had, they had different options over there. So like you can get a diesel. I think all maybe all of them are diesel, but you can get. There's no way. you can Just a bunch of cool diesel. stuff that they yeah. only had available in Japan. And it's right-hand drive. So like yeah. it would be way more valuable out here yes, and it would just be a cool talking point he yeah, wants he to be the man on the street with the right hand driving forerunner yeah he would be driving like a mailman yes yeah, so we have this yeah. so mm -hmm. you you'd start driving that's a good analogy cc yeah it is on the right side um <laughs> because so the pedals are still correct i guess so the pedal the gas is still on the right the brake is still on the mm -hmm. left but the turn signal and the wipers are mm. swapped and so stress me out uh if you see someone like pull up to uh to a stoplight and then all of a sudden you see their windshield wipers start going instead of the turn <laughs> signal it's called the gaijin wave because gaijin is like the japanese word for a foreigner um, <laughs> that's hilarious gaijin wave i'm literally doing it constantly because i'm like <laughs> that's so stressful that's funny. yeah because it's just out of habit you like come down with your yeah. left hand to, to hit the turn signal and then your it's windshield wipers worries. are going and it's it's sunny and no clouds out like, <laughs> like i meant to do that there's something on the windshield <laughs> uh, yeah. all right well this was good this was fun this was this great well-rounded conversation <laughs> absolutely as patrick yawns because he's just bored a little bored hungry he's hungry <laughs> well, we're gonna go to the train station probably oh. eat some 7-eleven 
Seven and then hop on a train to hear Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Sounds super Hiroshima. fun. Nice. We are going to go downstairs and watch Survivor and go to bed. Nice. We have a week and a half to finish it before Lent starts and we ditch our TV. So mm. we it just canceled. It gets canceled? tossed. No, it's not. It's getting tossed. Canceled what? We just canceled. Cancel? I just canceled our Daily Wire subscription because we already watched all the Jordan Peterson stuff that we wanted to. So. And that's it? You're done? Yeah, I, I just wanted believe. one month. Just wanted one month. Wow. Okay. One $13 run. So. Dennis Prager's masterclass is good. We can finish up. Yeah, Dennis Prager's masterclass was decent. Anyways, we're lagging. All right. Yeah, we, we gotta say bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for submitting everything. Call in um, at 312-775-2615. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Later, skaters. Bye. <laughs> Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.